The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Go Green Radio, brought to you by Covanta Energy. Reduce, reuse, recycle, rethink renewable energy and energy from waste. This program will help start you thinking about how to protect our world and its important resources. Now here's the host for Go Green Radio, Jill Buck. Hello and welcome to Go Green Radio today. We are going to have a lot of fun today. We're going to be going back to where Go Green Radio and everything I've ever done when it comes to going green Began. We're going right back to the Genesis point, to the program that really got me going on Go Green Everything, to include Go Green Radio, and that's the Go Green Initiative. Before we begin, I want to give a big shout-out to my good friend in Texas. She is a Go Green goddess. Uh, her name is Casey Magnuson. She was the Go Green Initiative Parent of the Year in 2008. She and I had a great conversation this week, and I just want to say hello to her and all of her friends in Texas who are listening to Go Green Radio. Now, today we're going to do something we've never done on Go Green Radio before. We're going to do a follow-along slideshow. So if you would like to open a new web browser, don't close this web browser while you listen to Go Green Radio on voiceamerica.com. Open up a new tab in your web browser and go to my website, which is www.gogreeninitiative.org. I'll give you just a minute to get there and make sure you spell initiative right. That seems to be a sticking point for some folks. It's I-N-I-T-I-A-T-I-V-E. So that's gogreeninitiative.org. Once you get to the website, click on the little tab that says blog. And what I've posted there for uh, this week is a slideshow that you can follow along with me as I go through an overview of the Go Green Initiative. And I'll tell you right now, this is a great story, uh, if I do say so myself, and it's a great story that literally involves millions of people around the globe. It's the story of a, a program that literally started on my kitchen table in California seven years ago and is now the largest environmental action plan in the world, which sounds like hyperbole, but I promise you it is not. So if you're following along, open up that slideshow, go to www.gogreeninitiative.org, click on the blog, and here we go. Slide number one shows you a cute picture of some families, and that's really what the Go Green Initiative is all about. You know, our mantra is right there on the slide. It says, all schools prepare our children for the future. The Go Green schools prepare the future for our children. And really, that's absolutely true. As you're going to see as we go through this slideshow and as I talk about the Go Green Initiative, uh, a lot of folks are surprised to learn that in my mind, and I'm the one who wrote the Go Green Initiative, it isn't an environmental program at all. In fact, what it really is is a child advocacy program. And so we're going to be talking about how schools and communities that are involved with the Go Green Initiative can actually measure how much they're preparing the future for our children, how much in, the ter in terms of natural resources they're saving. And I think you're going to see that unlike a lot of programs that you might have heard of, 
programs that are out there, you know, talking about the environment or going green. The Go Green initiative is different because we actually measure with real numbers what kind of an impact we're having. And so as we go along through this program today, I want you to remember something because (laughs) this is actually something that people who are involved with the Go Green initiative are really proud of. When we started this program back in May of 2002, uh, and I trademarked the term Go Green initiative, there was nothing out there on Go Green or on Go Green Initiative. And now, if you Google Go Green Initiative, you're going to see hundreds of, uh, I won't call them copycats, but admirers of the Go Green Initiative who have taken some of our terminology and made it their own, everything from cities to hospitals to hotels. Now everybody's got a Go Green Initiative. And I guess they say imitation is the truest form of flattery, so I guess I'm flattered. Um, But at the time that I wrote the Go Green Initiative, people were confused by the word initiative. They said, you know, I associate that with a ballot initiative, something that I vote for. Is that what you mean? And actually, no. When I wrote the Go Green Initiative, what I was thinking about was a term uh, that I learned when I was in the military. I'm a former naval officer. And when we talked about initiative, it meant taking action in the absence of a mandate. In other words, not waiting for somebody to tell you what to do, but knowing what needs to be done and just doing it. And that's what the Go Green Initiative is all about. I want to say at the very beginning here that everybody and every community that is involved in the Go Green Initiative is involved because they want to be and not because they have to be. There's no legislation or government mandate behind this program. And so this is a purely voluntary and powerful movement. Well, let's move on to slide two. If you're just joining us, you can check out the slideshow that I'll be going through, an overview of the Go Green Initiative, by going to our website, www.gogreeninitiative.org. If you go there, click on blog, and we're going to be going through the slideshow that I just posted uh, to go through this program. Now, let's go to slide three. That's a picture of myself and my youngest child. This is how the Go Green Initiative began. After I got out of the Navy, um, I became a full-time mom. I've got three children. And at the time that I wrote the Go Green Initiative in May 2002, um, I was the PTA president at the local elementary school that my kids went to. Now, my oldest child, who's going to be graduating from high school this year, which just seems impossible, she started school in South Carolina. She went to kindergarten and first grade in South Carolina. And I really could not see at that time any tangible evidence that environmental education was going on in her school. But when my family relocated out here to Northern California, we lived 25 miles from Berkeley. So my impression uh, of Berkeley and the Northern California area is probably very similar to what a lot of you think of as that area. I mean, isn't everybody a tree hugger in Northern California? Surely, I thought, when my child goes to a school in Northern California, They'll be doing environmental education, and I won't see all this waste going on that I was seeing at the school that she started her elementary career at. But the truth is, once we got to California, I realized that the same thing was happening at her Northern California school. I could look in any garbage can in any room of the school and see recyclables. I might see lights on while the kids were out at recess. Um, There wasn't a lot of water conservation or energy conservation focus at all at the school. And so I was concerned, and I talked to her principal. I became the PTA president, and I said, you know what, now's the time for action. What can we do to educate these kids? 
uh, on how to treat the valuable natural resources around them. And isn't that what schools are supposed to be doing anyway? And the principal said, hey, we've got environmental education going on. Don't worry about it. But when I investigated further, what I found was that environmental education boiled down to bringing somebody from the outside of the campus onto campus to maybe do a classroom presentation or a school assembly, maybe a puppet show about recycling. And then when they left, so did environmental education at the school. It wasn't an ongoing day-to-day culture of conservation. And I felt like it was really, really important that we establish that. My youngest child that you might see if you're looking at the slideshow, Mandy, uh, she has asthma. And so I was very concerned about some of the health risks that were going on at school uh, that affected her and affected other kids with asthma. Indoor air quality at a school is very important to kids with asthma. When the air quality is not good inside, uh, the kids have trouble breathing, and often that accounts for a lot of school absenteeism. And so I, I don't know that the schools in your state are this way. Many states are this way, but in California, Schools are not paid a certain amount every year. Uh, They are paid on what's called average daily attendance. And so that means that if your school has a lot of kids absent, you're going to get less money for your school than if you had everybody with 100% perfect attendance. So school absenteeism was a real problem, not just for the students, but also for the school and the school's funding. So what I wanted to do was say, hey, let's take a look at this place where our students are spending most of their waking hours. They're spending it at school. How can we make that place as healthy as possible? And as a PTA president, you know, the PTA is a long-standing child advocacy organization. And what I found was that there were a lot of parents and teachers who felt the same way I did. School should be a healthy and a safe place for kids to learn. It should be a good learning environment. And part of that, very fundamental to that uh, subject, is being able to breathe and feel healthy in your classroom. So I felt like that was missing, and that was something that we could address with a comprehensive environmental education program. But I also felt like, you know, we really need to teach kids good environmental behavior. Uh, You know, it really doesn't matter what profession our children choose in the future. They might be a CEO, they might be president of the United States, they may be a housewife, they may be a a homemaker, they may be uh, a gardener or whatever. Whatever their passion is, environmental issues are going to play a role in their vocation. Here's why I say that. If you look at the U.S. Census Bureau website, what you're going to find is a chart of both the U.S. and the world's population over time. If the U.S. Census Bureau is correct, then by the year 2050, when our kids today are middle-aged and then some, there will be 9 billion people on the planet Earth. Now, right now, we're just over 6 billion. So that means that if you do simple math by looking at that U.S. Census Bureau chart, if natural resources, which we know are finite, the Earth only has so many natural resources, if they were evenly divided between all the residents of this beautiful planet Earth, the people who are alive in the year 2050 will only have about 25% of the natural resources available to them that people in 1950 had. Now, for those of us uh, who may have not been born quite yet in 1950, many of us can remember that time frame, but the bottom line is that that is a dramatic decrease in the amount of stuff per person, the amount of natural resources per person in the next few years. And so it's incumbent upon us to teach our kids and to actually do so by demonstrating how to be good 
environmental stewards and save those natural resources because everything that we save today will be something our children will be able to use tomorrow. I mean, if we think about it this way, look at what we do for our children's future. We save for their college education when the economy is good anyway. We try. Um, we take them to the doctor for preventative uh, vaccinations. Um, we do all these things to make sure that they have a healthy and prosperous future. Well, why can't we do the same by saving water, saving trees, saving paper, saving aluminum, saving all of these natural resources that we know our children will need for a great standard of living in the future? So I felt like if we were going to be truly engaged in environmental education, that was a component that needed to happen as well. And finally, when I established the Go Green Initiative, I really did not want another program that would be funded on taxpayer dollars. It was my hope and it was my intention to establish a program that would be self-sustaining without burdening taxpayers, without uh, having an impact on our government, without pushing for legislation. And so the Go Green Initiative was born of those foundational principles and I think that after seven years of, of having the Go Green Initiative, and you're going to see in our next upcoming segments the success that we have had, that those foundational principles of making sure we're protecting children's health through environmental protection, that we are teaching children through role modeling to be good environmental stewards, and finally, that we're doing this program without increasing taxes or increasing the amount of legislation that is already burdening our schools, that based on those foundations, the Go Green Initiative was a winning model. And we're going to go into more detail after this commercial break. So don't go away, folks. We'll be back with more Go Green Radio. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Life is a journey of self-discovery. What happens to you influences what you believe and aspire to, and if open to it, new ways of being. That's what Journey with Dr. Deborah is all about. Join host Dr. Deborah Koshaba for a deeper understanding of the how and why of things that may be happening in your life. Just one hour a week with Dr. Deborah will benefit you. Her keen intuition and training makes for remarkable insights into the human condition. Let Dr. Deborah take you on a journey. Listen live Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com
You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio, folks. Today's show is all about the very beginning of my green career. Your hostess with the mostest, that's me, Jill Buck. Um, before I even started Go Green Radio, I started the Go Green Initiative. And so we're talking about what it is that got me involved in the world of green way back in May of 2002. And I've actually got a slideshow that you can follow along with if you'd like to. Uh, don't close this web browser if you listen to Go Green Radio on voiceamerica.com. Open up a new web browser and go to our website, which is www.gogreeninitiative.org. Once you get there, click on the blog tab, and there you'll see a slideshow that's going to take you through an overview of the Go Green Initiative. I oftentimes call it my fourth baby. I have three kids, and the Go Green Initiative is, is like my fourth child. It's really been an exciting ride, uh, made a lot of friends, and, and made a lot of connections with great people who are sharing the same interests that I have and so many other parents and teachers and community leaders have, and that is to ensure that our children have a great future to look forward to. That includes plenty of natural resources so that they can have an awesome standard of living. That's what we're really all about. Sometimes I give speeches. In fact, I do it every week. (laughs) And uh, sometimes I'm in front of environmental organizations that are pretty shocked to hear me say after I tell them all of the impact that the Go Green Initiative has had. And I'm going to be telling you more about that, how big the program is, uh, how many metric tons of greenhouse gas emissions we've saved, how much water we've saved, etc. And after I give those statistics, I tell people, you know, the Go Green Initiative really isn't even an environmental program at all. And they say, well, then what is it? And I love to tell them it's a child advocacy program. The Go Green Initiative was born from a mother's heart. That was mine. Um, And it's been carried to all 50 states in the United States and to 36 countries globally by people who have that same desire in their heart to ensure that our children have a great future and plenty of natural resources. Well, if you're on our website, gogreeninitiative.org, and you've clicked on the blog tab and you've opened up the slideshow, we're on slide four, and that slide talks about what the intended results are of the Go Green Initiative. You know, I'm a big believer in making sure you have a, a vision or a target in mind when you start something, whether you're starting uh, a club or whether you're starting a nonprofit organization, you really need to know what you're in it for. What's your focus? What do you intend to achieve? And with the Go Green Initiative, there were two simple intended results. The first was to teach children to be responsible caretakers of the earth. Uh, And why do we do that? Because we love spotted owls and trees? Not really. Uh, It's not that we don't love spotted owls and trees, but it was really meant to be a human-centric program. Um, We recognize that biodiversity is great for human beings. We also recognize that having clean water, 
having plenty of clean energy and having natural resources available to us is what keeps our economy going. It's what creates jobs. It's what's going to make sure that our children have a bright future. So we want our children to know how to take care of the earth so that they have all the resources they need um, for the future. And secondly, we wanted to heighten community awareness of and participation in environmentally responsible behavior. And that was a tall order for, for us, especially back in May 2002. That was before anybody won a Nobel Prize for green things, and that was before going green was as chic as it is today. At that point, uh, most of the people who were involved in environmental protection or who were really excited about recycling um, were folks who were maybe in the Sierra Club or you know, had some strong passion for nature and the environment. But the argument that we were making with the Go Green Initiative was that you know, there's a whole lot of people who may or may not consider themselves environmentalists, but if they understand the connection between protecting children's health and well-being and environmental protection, maybe they would get involved, and that's exactly what's happened. We've made the case that going green is good for our children and good for their future, and so people who might never join the Sierra Club, although the Sierra Club does a lot of good things, um, but people who maybe don't even consider themselves environmentalists have gotten passionately involved with the Go Green Initiative because they care about children and their future. If you're looking at the slideshow that we're talking about, we're on slide five now, and we're going to talk about what is the primary function of our schools in the U.S. and uh, you know, schools in other countries have other purposes, but in the United States, public education in particular began with this idea that if we were really going to practice democracy, it was going to require that our electorate was really smart enough to make intelligent choices, that when a ballot was put in front of them, they would be able to assess the right way to vote or that they would be able to discern uh, which candidates or which issues meshed with their particular philosophy. And so American public schools are really founded with this idea that we need to prepare the next generation to carry on democracy, to be smart enough and well-informed enough that they can carry on this form of government and keep that power-to-the-people idea that we had at the genesis of the United States going, generation through generation. Well, if our schools are going to fulfill that mission, if they're truly going to prepare the next generation to overcome any obstacles uh, and challenges that we can reasonably foresee in the future, then, as I mentioned in the last segment about what the U.S. Census Bureau predicts in terms of world population growing to 9 billion people, if we know that that's something, that that's a trusted piece of information, and we know that the world only has so many natural resources, then it's incumbent upon us as a part of the education process for the next generation to ensure that they're ready to take on the challenges that may very well come to democracy, may very well come to their neighborhood, when or if natural resources become less available. And so one of the things that I talk about oftentimes when I'm speaking in front of principals, administrators, school board members, is that the Go Green initiative is meant to be completely integrated with the primary function of our public school system in the United States and, and really the primary function of schools around the world, which is to make sure that the children of the next generation are ready for the challenges that face them. So for a lot of folks, let's go on to slide six. And folks, if you're just joining us, you can catch up with us on the slideshow that we're going through. If you go to our website at www.gogreeninitiative.org, 
and click on the tab that says blog, I've posted a slideshow that you can go along and follow along with us. We're on slide number six now, and that slide says, why a school's program? You know, when I first started the Go Green initiative, it was not readily apparent to everyone why we needed to have an environmental education program in schools to begin with. Um, and, and a lot of folks had a very cynical view, to be quite honest, that somehow uh, we were going to be indoctrinating children about some agenda, some political or green agenda, and that nothing could be further from the truth. Actually, the Go Green initiative is completely apolitical, nonpartisan in every way, and it's also very, very child-centric. So when I talk to mayors, when I talk to community leaders about why we have a schools program to begin with, sometimes I'm even addressing people who don't have children in schools. And they might wonder, well, why should I care about the Go Green initiative? Well, this is what I tell them. First of all, we've already talked about the fact that as population in the world and in each of our communities increases, there will be fewer natural resources per person. So the th anything that we can do, especially at institutions as large as schools, to reduce the amount of waste, uh, especially waste of natural resources, water, electricity, um, natural gas, etc., uh, the more there will be for our children in the future. It's kind of like what Benjamin Franklin said a long, long time ago, waste not, want not. Maybe he was the first environmentalist, I don't know. But the fact is, if we can get our entire communities, not just our schools, but the community at large, to waste less, then maybe our children won't want for natural resources in the future. But secondly, schools are a significant source of waste generation in most communities. Now let's think about this. What does that mean? Who pays for the waste hauling bill at a public school? Anyone? Anyone? It's taxpayers. So if schools adopt the Go Green initiative and they start recycling like crazy and their actual waste that has to be sent to the landfill decreases, guess what? We save money on the school's waste hauling bill and that money can be redirected to the classroom. So that's a benefit right there. But what else is interesting is that in most communities, when a landfill becomes a landfill, Taxpayers have to pay to build a new landfill, and that's happening all over the place. And that can be very expensive. Uh, for instance, in California and in other states as well, especially in the Northeast, real estate is not cheap. So if you're looking for a big plot of land to build a new landfill, that's going to come at a hefty price to taxpayers. So when you have institutions like schools that have several hundred or maybe even a few thousand people at that site every day, look in the dumpsters behind the school. They generate a lot of waste. And if we can reduce the amount of waste they're sending to the landfill, what does that do for the community? What's the big benefit? It increases the lifespan of the landfill, which means that taxpayers will save money because it's just going to be that much longer before they'll have to build another landfill. Maybe they won't have to at all. Who knows? We also know that schools can have a long-term impact. And so by teaching good behavior from the adults on down to the kindergartners at, at schools, we know that schools can have a long-term impact if we're practicing good environmental stewardship, if we're practicing not being wasteful at school. Not only will the adults benefit from that, the teachers, the parents, the administrators, etc., but of course, so will the children, and they'll go into their adult lives being less wasteful and thinking about the environmental impact of what they use. Finally, a school's program like the Go Green Initiative is helpful to the community at large. It's really great. We've seen 
case after case, study after study, where maybe a school will put up a banner uh, outside the school that says, we're going green. And neighbors begin to wonder, well, what does that mean? And they'll start asking questions, and maybe they'll even see articles in the newspaper about how kids are recycling, or maybe they'll participate in a fundraiser where the school is collecting cell phones or other items that they can sell for a fundraiser for the school, and the neighbors will get involved. Many times we've heard that even parents who know that their children are being taught great environmentally responsible behaviors at school will begin to underscore that behavior at home, maybe even take it to their place of work. So schools have the potential to really have an incredible influence on the behavior of the entire community. And in fact, even uh, in communities where the Go Green initiative has started in schools, we've seen that the parents who really love what their children are learning will oftentimes even go to city council meetings and say, you know, our children are learning to recycle at school. Could you put a few recycling containers around town or maybe at the sports park so that when they're there playing soccer on the weekends, they have a place to recycle their, their beverage containers? We don't want the kids, uh, all of the good things they're learning at school to be undone when they're around town. So schools can really, really have a positive influence. So these are the reasons why the Go Green initiative is so positive for communities, even for people who don't have kids in school the Go Green initiative could have a positive impact on your community and on your life. Well, we're going to be back after this commercial break. We'll be talking more about the program that started it all for me and for so many others, the Go Green initiative. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more Go Green Radio. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. It's football, pop culture, and everything in between. Get ready for the Game Plan with Anthony Heron, a.k.a. Big Ant. Anthony has a background in college and professional football and brings the player, coach, and broadcaster perspective to this weekly roundup of the top sports news and events. Big Ant wants to hear from you, too. Tune in to the Game Plan with Anthony Heron every Tuesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific time on the voice america sports channel it's game time streaming live the leader in internet talk radio VoiceAmerica.com.
You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio, folks. Today we're talking about the program that started it all. This is how I personally got involved with Going Green. It's called the Go Green Initiative. It's a program that I started literally on my kitchen table. As some of you may know, I'm a mommy of three, and I love it. Uh, My kids are my inspiration for so many of the things I do, and the Go Green Initiative is no, no different. So I'd love for you to not close this web browser. I want you to keep listening to Go Green Radio on your Internet on voiceamerica.com. But if you would, open a new tab, if you haven't already, and check out our website, gogreeninitiative.org. And once you get there, if you click on the blog tab, you'll see a slideshow that we're going through today, kind of a visual. We're doing something different, giving you uh, something more than just an audio experience with Go Green Radio. We're giving you a visual experience, too. And I really do want to hear your feedback on this, that this is something that you like as a Go Green Radio listener, being able to follow along with the show with a slideshow and some slides to look at while we go through the information, that's something we can replicate. And if you want to give me some feedback, please feel free to do so. You can email me at gogreenradio at gmail.com. Love to hear from our Go Green Radio listeners. Well, if you've gotten to the website, if you're at gogreeninitiative.org, you've clicked on the blog tab and you've opened up the slideshow, we are on slide seven right now. We're talking about what makes the Go Green Initiative unique. Um, now, this was not true in May 2002 when I wrote the Go Green Initiative, but today you may know that there are about 3.2 kajillion, uh, very precise there, kajillion environmental education programs out there. Green has become very she-she, very cool, very in vogue, and there are some folks out there who have put together some great programs. But the Go Green Initiative is still one of a kind. We're still the one. I won't sing. I love that song, but uh, as my family will tell you, I'm tone deaf. I'll keep it to the showers. But we're still the one uh, that, that we've got something really special to offer. First of all, we are completely child-centric. This program, the Go Green Initiative, is all about children and their future. Uh, it's not that we don't adore spotted owls and polar bears, but that's not what we're in it for. We're in it for children. And we recognize that a healthy environment and clean water and clean air and clean soil to grow food in are good for children. And that's the passion that drives the people who are involved with the Go Green Initiative. It's all about what's good for children. Secondly, the Go Green Initiative is completely market-driven. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, there are a lot of programs out there in the environmental education world that have some pretty hefty sponsors, and that's great for them. They're able to offer money to schools and and say, hey, if you will do our program, we'll give you X amount of dollars to do, you know, whatever you want to with or, or do certain programs or build certain things at your school, and that's swell. But guess what? When the money dries up, oftentimes the passion for that program does as well. The Go Green Initiative is a program that is made up of schools and communities that want to do it. Um, nobody's coercing them. In fact, we grow by about a dozen schools per week without doing 
any advertising without paying anybody off <laughs> to do the program. People find us on the Internet and they say, hey, this program's free. It's simple. It's effective. I want to do it. And so that's what, that's the attitude that drives all of our growth. And right now our growth is pretty big. We are in preschools through universities in all 50 U.S. states. We're in 36 countries and we're on five continents. Right now, these are our two holdouts. So if you know anybody in Australia or if you know anybody in Antarctica, I don't know how many people are there all the time. Maybe they, you know, are, are pretty busy with the penguins and the, the ice caps, but those two continents are the only ones being coy holding out on us. Right now we're in five continents. Now the Go Green Initiative is also very unique because we have measurable environmental benefits, and you're going to see that in a later slide. We don't just say, well, we're in X number of schools, and we feel satisfied that we're, everybody's going green and we're doing a great job. We actually measure with real numbers how much we're recycling, and what the environmental impact of that is. So we can tell you at any given time, based on all the information that our Go Green schools and Go Green contacts have given us, we give them some very simple training on how to quantify their waste diversion. We can tell you how many tons of paper, plastic, aluminum, uh, food waste we've recycled as a community around the world. And then we take those numbers and we put them into an EPA-sponsored calculator, and we can tell you how many tons of metric uh, metric tons of greenhouse gas emissions we've avoided, how many barrels of oil we've saved, and all of these really tangible environmental benefits. And one of the other things that makes the Go Green Initiative unique is that people love being a part of it. There's a lot of customer satisfaction. We also are proud of the fact that our funding does not come from schools. Schools pay us nothing to be involved in the Go Green Initiative. And in fact, Thanks to our sponsor, Covanta Energy, over the summer we were able to expand our database on our website to allow businesses to get involved with the Go Green Initiative. People can register their homes, their families uh, with the Go Green Initiative. Churches, camps, other nonprofit organizations are all now able to, go to join the Go Green Initiative, and they don't pay us a dime. Our funding comes from generous individuals who believe in our mission. Sometimes it comes from corporate sponsors, but you don't pay us a dime in order to participate in the Go Green Initiative. And that's really important to us because we want the Go Green Initiative to be just as accessible in an urban or impoverished area or in a, a country that maybe, you know, is, is uh, having some economic difficulties as the program is in an affluent suburban community. We want everybody to be able to be involved with the Go Green Initiative. So the source of our funding is not from the participants. It's going to be free forever, so you can count on that. And finally, the Go Green Initiative is unique because we have a great rapport with media. And that's good news for our schools because you know what? There's nothing more fun than opening up your local newspaper or checking out your local TV station and seeing your kid's school doing something great for the environment. And we've been very successful in helping our Go Green Initiative schools and communities get really great press coverage for the good work that we're doing. Well, now we're heading on to slide number eight. Um, if you're following along with the slideshow, I'd love to hear what you think about this. You can Give me your feedback at gogreenradio at gmail.com. But for those of you who are just tuning in, we're going through a little slideshow today. So if you want to check it out, go to www.gogreeninitiative.org. Click on the blog tab, and there you'll see a slideshow. And we're on slide number eight today. Uh, this is what schools are saying about the Go Green Initiative. And I won't go through each one of these uh, ad nauseum, but basically schools are saying, you know what? This program is really, really simple. 
We can integrate it into the classroom in a jiffy. It doesn't require any extra curriculum. It's really flexible, and the best part is it respects school site autonomy. We don't go in and tell you what you have to do. We ask you what you want to do, and then we help you do it. The Go Green Initiative has a planning guide. In fact, on the home page of our website, gogreeninitiative.org, in the upper right-hand corner, there's a, there's a section there that says planning guide. If you click on that, uh, if you're planning on reading it, drink a lot of coffee. I don't promise you that it's a beautiful work of prose. It's just a guidebook, but it is a way of helping you walk through a process of setting goals, and setting initiatives that you want to accomplish in your community. Um, the Go Green Initiative at your school or in your community may look nothing whatsoever like the Go Green Initiative in a neighboring town, and that's okay. That's what we want. We want each community that adopts the Go Green Initiative to make it their own. And then if you need help, that's what my organization is here for. If you go to Contact Us, which is down at the bottom of our website, gogreeninitiative.org, and you have a problem either finding a recycling broker or maybe you want some sort of uh, additional resources, if you want to get some help writing a grant for a local sponsorship for your school, we can help with all that. So those are some of the things that the Go Green Initiative offers. Well, moving on on our slideshow, and those of you just joining us can find the slides at gogreeninitiative.org by clicking on our uh, blog tab. You'll see that some of the folks that are involved with the Go Green Initiative are PTAs. Um, we've got uh, the National School Boards Association gave us uh, their recommendation. We have a lot of corporate sponsors as well. You'll see some of those listed on the slides. Uh, Covanta Energy is one, Creole, U.S. News and World Report, um, Pacific Gas and Electric, many, many others. We are part of 1% for the planet, so I'd love for you to check out their website. So the slides can show you some of the, some of the great partners that we have and some of the great relationships we've been, enjoyed. Well, now we're really getting into the meat and potatoes of what I want to show you. How do we know that the Go Green Initiative is effective? If you head down to the slide that starts with Market Share 2009, this is really exciting. Now, keep in mind, I told you at the beginning of the show that this program started literally on my kitchen table in Pleasanton, California, and that was seven years ago. Today, we are in all 50 U.S. states, 36 countries, and we are in on five continents. We've got almost 2,000 schools, 64 businesses, 25 NGOs, and 10 homes that are involved with the Go Green Initiative. If your home is not registered with the Go Green Initiative and you want your family to go green, you can register today by going to www.gogreeninitiative.org and click on Register at the top of the page. But here's the really cool news. We are now affecting the daily lives of 2.1 million students and over a quarter of a million teachers. That's pretty exciting stuff. Well, we're going to be back in just a few moments to talk about the actual environmental impact of this program right after this commercial break. Don't go away. We'll be back with more Go Green Radio. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? 
Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Tolvanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Tolvanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Tolvanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Hawaii is viewed by many as one of the most beautiful places in the world to visit. The island paradise ranks second in a recent Best Places to Live poll. Seven million annual visitors can't be wrong. Now, bring a little aloha to your life each week by tuning in to From Hawaii with Love, featuring Joy Curdy and Jenny Fujita. You'll get a new perspective of life in the islands from those who live there and get a behind-the-scenes look at customs and traditions. Tune in every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Mahalo. Are you ready to get freed up? Join Dr. Jennifer Freed, one of America's leading psychological thinkers, for a groundbreaking program with fascinating guests and full participation from you. Freed Up will explore topics like liberation in long-term relationships, parenting in the 21st century, comfort in stressful times, and much more. Tune in to Freed Up every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and wake up to the heartbeat of your life. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio, folks. I'm so glad to have you. Go Green Radio is something that has kind of become uh, one more way of telling folks about a mission that started many years ago for me when I wrote the Go Green Initiative. Um, I've been doing Go Green Radio for about a year and a half now, but long before I got involved with VoiceAmerica.com, which I absolutely love, the partnership that we have um, with this Internet Talk radio station, proud to be a host for them. Um, I was doing a program that I literally wrote on my kitchen table. If you'd like to learn more, what I'd love for you to do is check out a slideshow that we're going through. This, this week's Go Green Radio is a little bit different. We've never done this before, where we actually had a complimentary slideshow to go along with the podcast or with the radio cast. So if you'd like to follow along, go to our website, open a new tab in your web browser, and go to www.gogreeninitiative.org. Click on the blog page, and there you're going to see a slideshow that I posted that uh, is taking us through an overview of what I call my fourth baby. I've got three children and one, uh, one nonprofit organization. This is my, my fourth baby. But we're on slide 14, and this slide is really the, the meat and potatoes of the program. How do we know that the Go Green Initiative is effective? In my mind, you know, there's a lot of, go- uh, of great environmental education curriculum out there. But as I told you at the beginning of the show, I'm a former naval officer. So for me, um, it really, I-, I need to know that a program is effective because I can measure it with numbers. I'm kind of a, a geek about data and numeric uh, 
information. So I wanted the Go Green Initiative to be a program that was simple for schools but would also give them some information about how well they were doing in terms of, quote-unquote, going green. So there's actually, once a school or a community registers with the Go Green Initiative, they get a one-and-a-half-page document that's very, very simple. Uh, it's just a simple Word document that teaches you how to quantify how much you're recycling. And then uh, schools and communities and, and entities that are involved with the Go Green Initiative once a quarter can fill out a really simple online form called a quarterly progress report. And that goes into the Go Green Initiative database so that we can collate all those great results, all that great work, and put together a comprehensive report on what our environmental impact is. So what you're seeing now is how much Go Green Initiative schools and communities have recycled since we started measuring this information in 2005. Just for those of you who can't look at your slideshow right now and you're listening on a podcast, here are the numbers. Buckle your seatbelt. This is going to blow your mind. For paper, we've recycled 7.6 million pounds. Cardboard nearly a million pounds. Aluminum, 99,000 pounds. Plastic. Now keep in mind how light a plastic bottle is. We've recycled over 172,000 pounds of plastic. And it goes on and on. 19,000 printer cartridges, 15,000 cell phones, 636,000 pounds of mixed recyclables, and over a quarter of a million pounds of food waste. Now, all of that sounds great. You might be impressed. You might not be. The fact is, I think those results are just the tip of the iceberg. I think that there's so much more that we could be doing in terms of waste diversion, and so much more we will be doing. But if you go to the next slide, we're going to actually translate those raw numbers into the so what of it all. And Because that's what you might be asking. Okay, so Go Green Initiative communities have recycled that much stuff. So what? Well, here's the answer to that question. By recycling that much material, we have avoided 3,000 836 metric tons of greenhouse gas emissions. We have saved 27 million gallons of water. We've saved 34,500 barrels of oil. We've avoided the use of 67 billion BTUs of energy and saved 14,104 cubic yards of landfill space. Not bad. And I think we're just getting warmed up. Now, this is, again, what makes the Go Green Initiative kind of special. Um, there aren't any other programs out there for schools, for communities, for homes, for businesses that help you measure your actual environmental impact in those real terms. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm hoping that other organizations will catch on to this because I really feel like this is what gets people excited about going green when they can actually say, okay, Maybe I'm only recycling 25 cans a week or a few pieces of paper. But when I pool that amount of recycling with people who are doing the same program worldwide, hey, that's pretty exciting. Look what we can accomplish together. Now, the Go Green Initiative is also making sure that our schools and our communities get credit for all their good work. So if you go to the next slide, you can see some of our outreach, some of the things we do to brag about our schools. Not brag about ourselves, brag about our schools because they're the ones doing the work. We talk about our schools on our website. Just in the last year, our website has received over 9.6 million hits. Not bad, not bad. We have an e-newsletter that you can sign up for um, that comes out once, twice, maybe three times a month, depending on how much news we have to share with you. 
Um, we have over 5,000 people who are actively involved with that and well over 25,000 people who received that newsletter from us. If you'd like to receive it, go to gogreeninitiative.org and click on Join Our Newsletter. Go Green Radio, that's what you're listening to. We're on weekly Fridays, uh, and we're replayed throughout the week on the largest Internet talk radio uh, station in the U.S. That's voiceamerica.com. We're very excited about that. And if you happen to be on our website, you're going to see on our homepage in the upper uh, half of the page all of the social media that we're also on. So we're talking about the Go Green Initiative and talking about our schools on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Flickr. We're there. Everywhere you want to be in the social media world, so is the Go Green Initiative. And if you want to check out what we're doing in terms of the media, in terms of some of our press releases to talk about our partnerships and things that we offer Go Green Initiative community members, you can check out the press room on our website. Well, some folks are, are probably thinking, hey, Jill, great program, but I have a few questions. And there are a lot of questions that people ask, particularly teachers, and they want to know, is the Go Green Initiative another curriculum? And they will say to me, Jill, I have enough to worry about. I have more instructional minutes than I could possibly fit into a school year. I have great news. Everybody, relax. The Go Green Initiative is not added curriculum. In fact, it could be just as simple as some lifestyle changes. Some schools don't want to add curriculum, and that's okay. Some schools do want to add curriculum, and they might come to the Go Green Initiative and say, can you help us find a great energy conservation curriculum for third graders? We will help you. But the Go Green Initiative itself is not a curriculum. It's a framework for creating a culture of conservation on your campus so that no matter where the kids are on campus, whether they're in the library, in the lunchroom, in the classroom, they're going to see evidence that environmental stewardship is important to their teachers, to the parents, to the principal and to their school community. So the Go Green Initiative is not a curriculum. Is every teacher out there breathing a sigh of relief? I hope so, because the Go Green Initiative was designed to be respectful of your day-to-day -day life. And teachers are overworked and underpaid in a lot of school districts, and we respect that. So we're not adding more curriculum to an already jam-packed school year. And that's really important. A lot of schools will also ask, well, how am I supposed to pay for a program like this? Again, I've got great news. The Go Green Initiative is now, if you decide that you want to raise some money in order to augment what you're doing with the Go Green Initiative, we can help you there as well. A lot of our schools have been very successful in getting grants and corporate sponsorships because they use the Go Green Initiative and the network we've created in order to attract corporate dollars. Well, folks, I've got a lot more slides to go through with you to talk about the Go Green Initiative. We'll do that another day. But I'm glad that you could join us for Go Green Radio. Email us your comments and get involved with the Go Green Initiative. And we'll be back next week with more Go Green Radio. Have a great week. Did you get some terrific ideas from today's show? Please join us for more next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. It's Go Green Radio with Jill Buck here on Voice America. Go Green Radio is proudly sponsored by Covanta Energy, a leader in providing renewable energy solutions for a cleaner world. Visit www.covantaenergy.com for more information. We'll see you here next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 